You've tuned in to a podcast with Pastor O. Enjoy this message. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, in the Passion Translation, it says this, But now I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's clever lies, your thoughts may be corrupted and you may lose your single-hearted devotion and pure love for Christ. I'm going to read that again. Paul said, but now I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's clever lies, your thoughts may be corrupted and you may lose your single-hearted devotion and pure love for Christ. Uh, I looked at this word devotion because it really came up in my heart, devotion, to talk about that tonight. Um, worship is not just a song, as we've talked about before. Worship is not just uh, singing. It's not just a, a, a melodic tune. It's really about our heart and the posture of our heart towards God and the things of God. Uh, this word devotion means a strong attachment to or affection for a cause or person marked by dedicated loyalty. Again, devotion is a strong attachment or affection to a cause or person marked by dedicated loyalty. Now, this is so interesting because it said in this, it said the serpent, if it were possible, would deceive just as, as he did Eve into uh, losing, corrupting the mind and therefore losing single-hearted devotion. And this is what the Lord said. If you lose focus, you'll lose devotion. And this is so important. A lot of times we think about distractions coming to our lives and in the sense of, oh, the enemy just wants to distract me so that I don't fulfill my purpose or that I uh, get off course. And those are right. But the purpose and the primary reason for distraction is to steal your devotion, to steal that strong attachment to the plan of God, to steal your affection and your dedicated loyalty to the things of God. Now, I thought this was very interesting when he talked about Eve. The Bible talked about that Eve was deceived, but notice how she was deceived. She was not deceived before she was distracted. Distraction came before deception. I think that's very interesting. A lot of times we think about um, deception as uh, these people are deceived or they let, they're led away from God. But the way deception happens is by first being distracted. The enemy, his goal is he's after my devotion. He's after that part of loyalty and attachment to the word of God, the will of God, and my heart for the things of God. But it first comes distraction because the enemy realized devotion grants access to the power of God. When we get devoted to the things of God, our heart, all of our being with all that we are, spirit, soul, and body becomes devoted and you become loyal to the word of God, loyal to the presence of God, loyal to the plan of God. Then the power of God shows up in your life. This is where the anointing is made manifest. This is where we see even more. Moses, when he went on the mount 
and he spent time with God. He spent devoted time with God. The Bible said he came back and there was such a glory that rested on him. They had to put a veil on his face. Listen, you can't spend time with God and devotion with him and not come back changed. There is a part of God that gets on you. There's a part of his presence that goes with you. You don't ever leave the presence of God and not change. And that's what the enemy doesn't want. So how does he keep us from devotion? He gets us distracted. Now, I want to read this uh, very familiar passage, but I want us to look at it at another lens tonight. Uh, the story of Martha, Mary and Martha, Martha and Mary. Uh, Luke chapter 10 and verse number 38. Let's turn there. Luke chapter 10 and verse number 38. It says this. Now, it came to pass as they went that he, talking about Jesus, entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. Now, I'm going to take my time on this for the few minutes we got left. Martha received him into her house. Now, a lot of people say, uh, do the comparison and they get down to the, 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 the latter end of the story where, you know, uh, Martha, Jesus rebukes Martha and they say, don't be Martha, be, be Mary. But notice Martha started off right. She received him, him, Jesus, the word into her house. In other words, she made room for the word. She made room for God. So let's look at it as, as from a point of revelation, how we can, the Bible says he went, he entered into a village or he was passing by and she took notice and she opened her home to the word. She made room for the word. She made space for the word. Let's keep reading. Verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary. Notice this. And I didn't really see this before y'all until I read this again in the spirit of God beginning to bring revelation. Notice these two words, which also sat at Jesus feet. Wow. Let's pause right there. Which also sat at Jesus feet because what we've told the story that only Mary was at his feet and Martha was running around busy. Mm -mm, that ain't how the story started. This is why it's important for us to read the word of God for ourselves so we get greater clarity because we're reading King James now. Notice, I'm going to read this again. Now, it came to pass that as they went, that they entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. Martha received him. Notice verse 4, 39. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet. So in the beginning, Martha also started off sitting at Jesus' feet, Lord have mercy, and heard his word. So it didn't say just Mary was sitting there. It said, which also, both of them, Mary and Martha, were sitting at Jesus' feet and they heard his word. So they were giving attention to the word. Can we say this? Their devotion was to the word. Their devotion was to the things of God. Now let's read where so many of us get off track. Notice this, Martha received him, heard the word, verse 40, but Martha was encumbered. Lord, 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 Lord. She started off right. She started off at Jesus' feet. She made room for the word. She made room for Jesus. She had her devotion time towards him, but, oh God, but how many of you have had time with God, spending time with God, giving God your all, but? What's that but? Life happens. Uh, situations happen. Distractions happen. And notice this, but Martha was cumbered about much serving. So notice probably what ended up happening. What ended up happening is, is Martha was there and she probably saw all these people coming in 
And, you know, Jesus would preach for hours, hours and hours and hours. And so she probably, the thought came to her, I better, I better create some type of food. I better get some food prepared. I better get something ready. Notice the thought came about much serving. Now pay attention to this. It wasn't that the serving was wrong. Lord have mercy. It was that the serving was distracting her and it was the intention was to steal her devotion. Lord have mercy. And so let me read to you what the word cumbered means in the Greek. The word cumbered means to draw away, distract, to be driven about mentally. This is the Greek now. To be overoccupied, too busy about a thing. And I thought this was very interesting to be driven about mentally. That means that this thing is now driving your mind. So where she was sitting and at the feet of Jesus also, this is what the scripture said, also with her sister Mary, she allowed a thought in. She allowed a distraction of serving to come in and it began to drive her mind. It began to be, it began to overoccupy her mind. This is why you've got to be careful what you allow in your mind. This is why you've got to be careful what you allow in your thoughts, because notice what she was doing was not a bad thing. Her heart was serving, but it took a higher place. It took her devotion. Lord have mercy. Let's, let's go back to what the word devotion means. Devotion means it means marked by dedicated loyalty, a strong attachment. It, 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 it broke her attachment to the word of God and it began to drive her in another direction. Lord Jesus, you've got to be careful of the things that want to steal your attachment from the things of God and drive you in a different direction. But again, it didn't start off wrong. Let, let me help you tonight. It don't always start off wrong. You don't always start off with falling away from God, not doing what God called you to do. It first starts off as a distraction. It first starts off as a thought that begins to cumber your mind, that begins to draw away. Notice it didn't say steal. Let, 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 let's read this word in the Greek. It's important that sometimes we read the Greek so we can get a full revelation of what the word of God is saying. The word cumbered, it means to draw away. Draw away don't mean steal. When you steal something, you snatch something. When you draw away, you subtly back up. Lord have mercy. Am I preaching to y'all tonight? It was a subtle backing up. It, it, it started off as a thought of, let me come serve. Let me get something together until it began to preoccupy her mind. It began to overcome her thinking. It began to drive her mentally. It, it started driving her so much to the point that she came away from being at his feet. I need to say this because this came to me while I was, uh, well, let, well, let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. Let me, let me keep reading and, and the next verse and then we'll jump back. Verse 41. Well, well let's keep reading. Let's keep reading the full, full verse because I didn't read the full verse. Uh, Luke 1040. Luke 1040. It says this, but Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him. Jesus and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. This came to me earlier today that I thought was so interesting. Beware of distracted people because their fellowship breeds distraction. Beware of distracted people because their fellowship 
breeds distraction. Distraction is infectious to an undisciplined mind. Notice that her mind, that word cumbered means to draw away mentally. If your mind is not disciplined, that we're only going to receive what God has said. We're not going to receive another course of action. We're not going to entertain another uh, way of doing things. We're not going to entertain something other than the perfect will of God. Why? Because a distracted mind becomes an infectious cancer because it wants to distract other things. And so notice what she said. My, I done got distracted and now I want Mary to be just as distracted as I am because notice what distraction does. It eats up your focus. Now notice this. Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, drawing, getting what she needed. And Martha said, I, notice how selfish distraction becomes. Notice what she said. She said, Lord, doth thou not care? Do you not care? No, 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 no. Notice this. This wasn't even just about Martha talking about her sister. Martha. Now this distraction has overcome her to the point that she's now gone to Jesus and asked him almost checking Jesus and saying, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Do you see how distraction has now overtaken her mind? It's, it's cumbered her. She's become so preoccupied with serving. She's become so drawn away. That thing is now driving her mentally. Again, let's go back and read that thing. To be cumbered means to be driven about mentally. You've got to be careful with thoughts that want to drive you in a certain direction. They want to steal all your focus, all your attention, and then everything around you, it wants to eat up its attention. Again, that's why I say distraction is infectious to an undisciplined mind. So if you've not disciplined your mind, if you've not renewed your mind to the word of God, the will of God, and the plan of God, then distraction comes to eat up all of your focus. Let me say this. Focus is an antibody that prevents the disease from spreading. So if distraction is an infectious disease, focus, focus is an antibody that prevents the disease from spreading. Because one thing about it is when you get focused, when you get locked in, when you get committed to the word of God, that means you're putting all of your attention towards God. This is why the Bible says looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Notice it didn't say just looking unto Jesus, the author, which means the originator. It said the author and the finisher. That means I'm keeping my eyes on Jesus from the beginning of this thing to the end of this thing. I'm not allowing my focus to be diverted just because time is passing. So notice this. She got her focus so off God, so off the ministry, so off receiving that that thing began to cause those around her. She wanted those around her to get to doing what she was doing. And I've noticed this. And if you've ever noticed this, uh, that they have this phrase uh, in the world that misery likes company. Let me tell you, distraction likes company. Distraction don't like being by itself. It wants to distract other people. Notice what she said in Luke chapter 10, verse 41. And Jesus said this, and Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful Notice this and troubled. She didn't got to the place that this is not just a thought. This is not just something that stilled her focus. She has now become encumbered. She's become 
worried and now it has become a trouble. This thing is troubling her. Lord have mercy. And, and, and the reason why this is so important, and I really believe the reason why the word of God is written for us, for our learning. The Bible says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. The spirit of God writes things for us to pay attention to. There was a lesson in this. And the lesson was you get to the point that your those distractions get you to the point that you're becoming troubled. You're becoming preoccupied. You become drawn away. You become enticed. And this is why Paul said, let's read this again in second Corinthians chapter 11 and verse three. He said, but now I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's clever lies, your thoughts may be corrupted, corrupted, and you may lose your single-hearted devotion and the pure love for Christ. Let me tell you something. I, I thought I thought this was interesting as I was studying this early today uh, about the, the what Paul was referencing when he referenced Eve being deceived. Notice that Eve, when the serpent first came to Eve and began to say, "Hath God said? Did God really say?" Notice at that moment, there was clarity when he first came. When the, when, the, when the serpent first came to Eve, there was clarity. She said, nope, God said. Notice what she said. God said that we should not eat of it, neither shall we touch it, lest we die. She was clear about what God said. But notice as she allowed the serpent to keep talking. You got to be careful that you don't allow distractions to keep on going. You've got to address distracting things because notice what, it, what, what, what Paul called that distraction. The serpent's clever lies, your thoughts may be corrupted. By the distraction, it caused corruption of thinking. Now, notice what Jesus said about Mary. Thou art troubled. Your mind has now become corrupted. I love that word. I love that word. To corrupt something means to uh, 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 take it from its intended purpose. It's just like this. Have you ever um, had a, uh, say, for instance, a fruit and maybe or some vegetables you bought from the store and you was like, I'm going to cook this sometime this week. I don't know when I'm going to cook it, but I'm going to cook it. You know, we've all gone to the grocery store and we've cooked something. And have you ever just got busy that week and started going out to eat and going out to eat and going out to eat and 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 you left the food in there and eventually the fruit or the vegetables uh, started either getting mold on it or started rotting. Why? Why did the fruit start rotting? The thing about fresh fruit is this, or fresh vegetables is this, it's fresh. But notice why it's, it's in a dying process because it's no longer connected to the vine. <laughs> I don't know if I'm helping y'all tonight. The reason why the fruit and the vegetable don't last long is because it's no longer connected to a life source. And because it's no longer connected to a life source, there's no nutrients going into that fruit or vegetable to continue life. And so now the separation has caused a corruption. 
Y'all, 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 am I helping somebody tonight? The separation has caused corruption. And so what Paul was saying in this, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, he said, I'm afraid that that just as Eve was deceived by the devil's clever lies, that your thoughts may be corrupted because you've become separated by the distraction of the enemy and you've lost your single-hearted devotion. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, am I preaching tonight? If we don't pay attention to the distraction, distraction brings corruption, corruption brings separation, and separation brings loss of devotion. Lord have mercy. And so what, what, what Paul was saying here is be careful about the distraction in your mind. In your mind, in your thoughts, what are you thinking about? What are you giving real estate to in your mind? Now let's keep reading this, the story of, 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 of Martha. So Jesus said this in Luke chapter 10, verse 41. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, 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 called her name twice. In other words, to get her attention. Martha, hey, hey, hey pay attention. Wake up, snap out of it because her mind had now become corrupted. Her mind had become so corrupted, she said, I want Mary to stop what she's doing from receiving from you and come help me. That's a corrupted mind. Anytime you start getting to the point that you're trying to pull other people away from that which is right, that which is godly, that which is holy and wholesome, that which is needful for them to, to walk in the plan of God for their life, your mind is corrupted. Your mind is corrupted. Why? Because you've allowed distractions to separate you. She's now become separated. She's, she's now become separated for the reason why. Listen to this. The Bible says in verse 38, let's, let's go back and read. I'm running out of time, y'all, but I got to get this. Uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 38. It says this. And it, now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. Jesus entered into a certain village. He came there for a purpose. Martha's purpose for opening up her house is so that the word had a place to sit. Lord have mercy. That the word had a place to speak. That the word had a place to fellowship. But notice this. Now she's corrupted the purpose for why Jesus came to her house. He didn't come to her house so they could have a party. He came to speak. He came to share life. And Mary said, I'm attentive and I'm not going to let anything steal my devotion, my allegiance, my loyalty for why he even came to the house. Y'all, am I preaching tonight? Is the Holy Ghost not speaking tonight? We've got to be careful that we don't lose the very purpose for why you got saved. Don't forget why you got saved. Don't forget why God called you. Don't forget why God put that passion in your heart. Don't forget why he gave you that assignment. Sometimes we can become so encumbered by doing the assignment that we forget the reason for why he gave us the assignment in the first place. Lord have mercy. I don't know if I'm preaching to y'all, but I'm preaching tonight. We've got to be careful because if the enemy can't stop us, he'll get us so distracted and so off center and separated from being connected to the word that our minds become corrupted. Okay, so let's keep reading as we close tonight. Lord have mercy. Y'all, this is good. I'm going to have to go back and watch this myself because this is getting good to me. <laughs> You're careful and troubled about many things. And verse 42, but one thing is needful. This is Luke chapter 10, verse 42. 
But one thing is needful. But one thing is needful. But one thing is needful. Now, I read this word needful out of the Greek, and it said this. Thought it was so powerful. The word needful is necessity, a duty, or your business. So let's read this with clarity. But one thing should be your necessity. But one thing should be your duty. But one thing should be your business. But one thing should be your focus. One thing should be your devotion. Just one thing. One thing. Not all these other things. Sometimes we can get so encumbered with uh, all these things of life. I got to do this. I got to be here. I got to, I got to do this. I got to be here. I got to do it. Da, 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 da. And we go down the list and every day I got to blah, 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 blah. But one thing he said, but one thing is needful. One thing should be your business. One thing should be your necessity. One thing should be your duty. And that part, notice this, what he told Mary, what she said, told Martha and Mary have chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Why is it not taken away from her? Because she didn't allow the distractions to steal her devotion. As we close tonight, I want you to meditate on what is it that is trying to steal my focus, because that thing is not just coming to distract me. It's coming to steal my devotion, my devotion to the plan of God, my devotion to the will of God, my devotion to, to what the word of God is saying and where God is trying to take me. And in this season, I'm finding out there's so many believers that have allowed themselves to become distracted and therefore being corrupted in their mind. Their mind is not even sound and so forth. And, and because of that, they're open for deception. And so now the enemy got them on the wrong path, on the wrong assignment, with the wrong people, in the wrong place, at the wrong church, at the right. Everything in their life is, is in the wrong place. Why? Because they lost focus. They lost focus and therefore their devotion is not there. You've got to be careful that, th that the distractions don't steal your devotion. Let's pray tonight as we begin to close. Father, we thank you so much for the word of God. We thank you for revelation knowledge that comes from your word, that we're ever changed into your image from glory to glory. We're believing God for your best, that we would be single-heartedly devoted to the plan of God. And the way we stay devoted to the plan of God, the way we keep our devotion is by keeping our focus on the word, keeping our focus on you, Jesus, keeping our focus on the plan of God and the will of God and the assignment of God and all these other things Matthew chapter six, verse 33 shall be added unto us all the things that we have need of, but we won't let those things keep us distracted money and, 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 and bills and sickness and disease. All of those things are distractions to keep our focus from off of the assignment. We won't let ourselves become distracted in this season, but we'll give our focus completely and totally to you so that it doesn't steal our devotion. Listen, I love you. I hope you were blessed tonight. Listen, I myself am going to watch this over again because this thing really blessed me tonight. It really has stirred me on the inside. Don't let the distraction steal your devotion. Your prayer time, your word time, your attention to the assignment that God has given you. Give all that you have to what God has called you to do. 